Good morning, and welcome to episode 64 of the Quickie Podcast. Whew, run out of breath there. My guest today is Craig Valentino. He's under the name TGIM, or thank God it's Monday. He is a freelance designer out of New York. You can tell he loves what he does, because TGIM, thank God it's Monday. You know, we get back to it. I see what he did there. Clever guy. Me and Craig talk about how he drew a lot as a kid. His mom had an art major, but his dad was the one down there drawing with him. We talk about the Lipton Brisk Collector Artist Cans, and I didn't even know these existed, but I looked them up, I googled them as soon as we were done talking, and they look awesome. I gotta try and find these and and build a little collection. I'm a bit of a print and design hoarder, so I think that would go well on the walls here. We also talk about the lessons that Craig learned with his first few design jobs and how he's carrying that forward into his freelance career. And you can tell the guy just loves design. His energy and his excitement and passion for design really comes through in this interview. I also really like Craig's ask it forward question at the end of this episode. Caused me to really think back and remember running printing presses and that was my gateway to the industry. And uh, sometimes I just want to get back on press. Let me print a business card. Let me print something, you know? All right, enough of me. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig Valentino. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Craig, how are you, sir? Hey, how's it going, Dave? How are you? It's going great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Are you ready to go with the quickie then? I think I am. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Okay. Um, well, I'm, uh, my name is Craig Valentino. I'm from uh, New York, uh, the Hudson Valley area, which is um, roughly an hour north of the city. Yeah. Um, I've been uh, designing professionally for about 11 years now, um, both as a freelancer and um, as uh, you know, anywhere from an in-house designer uh, to an agency designer uh, currently working um, at an agency called Raven Co. up in Beacon, New York, cool. and um, and of course, like I said, I I, I freelance under the name TJM or um, Thank God It's Monday, which is sort of my personal philosophy, and I think it represents uh, myself and my work really well. Um, and yeah, just uh, like I said, eleven years in, um, I went to school up upstate in the middle of the state at a <laughs> a school called SUNY Cortland, which is is not known for its uh, um, design program but it's i know <laughs> yeah. it's definitely growing and it's still uh it was cool to be a part of that for sure and um you know get to go to school for it and um and yeah like i said i just kind of uh have been working a lot of different kinds of in-house jobs and all sorts of different things over the course of uh you know the last you know 11 years so it's been great that's cool so is there one yeah. particular sort of column in design that you just absolutely love like packaging design or you yeah or- yeah, no, I mean, I um, I always kind of lean towards the branding side of things. I feel like I kind of identify well with that um, mm-hmm. sort of thing. You know, I just love logos and, and how they, uh, the story that they tell in such a small, simple way. I think that's so great. I mean, I definitely lean towards packaging. Um, 
I don't always do packaging um, all the time, but I, I'd say that's my favorite thing to work on. And it's, uh, you know, it's just the most fulfilling. And I've just always been just drawn right to that. Um, sort of when I really dipped into my career and, and realized what's out there, that's the one that seems to uh, keep, seem to keep coming back to. So That's yeah. cool, man. So that's the quick summary yeah. of the last 11 years. But I'm going to take you back even further than that. Tell me, about, right. tell me about your childhood. What was that like? Did you have a creative childhood? Um, yeah, I'd say, you know, thinking back, um, you know, once I got into this career, you know, it was the first time I sort of really thought back to that because there was definitely a time in my life where, you know, like middle school, high school, I guess you could say where I wasn't really doing anything in art or design, you know, that wasn't my main focus. I was doing a lot of sports and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. but then when I got into the creative field, I, you know, I did st- kind of start looking back at uh, how it all started and, and more and more things started revealing themselves to me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely was a drawer as a kid. Um, I definitely don't have any drawing skills right now. <laughs> um, and maybe not then either, but I guess for a kid, um, I, I did pretty well. And it was just something I enjoyed. Um, just, you know, drawing with my dad, you know, all the time. Like he was kind of always drawing and sketching with me. And then my mom, of course, she's um, she was an elementary uh a school student but or um, teacher rather but uh she actually went to the same school that i did um years ago before me and um was an art major actually at one time and we actually took some of the same classes so i guess that sort of uh, has something to do with it but um she's always kind of infusing me with creativity and, and crafts and you know drawing and things like that so um but uh what, what i think is actually interesting is um i recently went back through some of my drawings that she sort of passed down to me and said hey look yeah. i'm cleaning the attic out and uh you got to start taking some things with you she had everything really well organized and i'm going through the different years of drawings that she saved from me and Mm -hmm. sketches and i started finding um i was redrawing like logos and like like rappers and brands and i'm like i'm like you know i must have been like six seven years old eight years old and i'm like i was i was drawing the nike swoosh over and over again i was drawing you know things i was seeing you know, in in the everyday world. And I honestly had no idea I even did that. Like, I barely remember it. So I'm like, wow, that, that's got to be significant, right? Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's got that? to that? <laughs> play a role. That's got to be something. Yeah. It's very interesting seeing that. <laughs> that's cool, so, man. So you weren't yeah, here, yeah. actually. Do you have still have some of those drawings? I do, actually. Yeah, I, I, I kind of saved them because she's like, you know, my mom's like, get, get rid of this stuff. This was like a little, you know, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I should probably hold on to some of these things. Like, this this is kind of significant. And, For uh, sure. Yeah. It's, it's fun to, to keep that stuff. So yeah, I did. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, not really remembering that you were drawing the, the you know, drawing packaging and logos essentially, but is there a moment that you remember where you started noticing design out in the world and what did you start seeing? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, like I said, coming out of middle school and high school, um, when I was younger, like we didn't really have, um, any courses in design or anything like that in high school where mm-hmm. I know a lot of people do now. Um, so you know, getting into college and I, I kind of went in undeclared and I really, honestly, I had no kind of background in art or design. I didn't really know much about graphic design as a career mm-hmm. path. So, um, even though it was all around me, you know, I didn't really recognize it as being, uh, what we called, you know, graphic design or even something that you could, could choose as a career. And then, yeah. um, you know, I, I really kind of identified with, um, a lot of like the, the apparel stuff, like, um, you know, a lot of the Southern California skate surf tees, um, album art, you know, I was really big into music in high school. Um, so, and, and snowboarding, you know, I was really big into, and so the skate snow world, I was kind of looking at a lot and, um, it was definitely like all right there, but again, I I didn't really truly recognize it as being, um, graphic design and, Mm -hmm. and 
until I, I kind of hit college and I was sort of forced to choose a major when I was a junior. It's kind of one of these like, Hey, you can't be undeclared forever. You know, you, gotta, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, if you want to stay here, you might want to choose something. So I'm kind of like flipping through the book. Like I got to do something here. Like, and I didn't really have a, a passion for, uh, any particular career path. So I'm like going through and, um, and, and I, I kind of, I really started like looking at like t-shirts and, uh, you know, this was kind of around the boom of like the indie clothing company time period. So, okay. you know, like Threadless uh, was, was really big. If, if anyone remembers Threadless, um, uh, you know, Obey was really big. Uh, Johnny Cupcakes was kind of starting to come on the yep. on the scene. So, you know, that whole world was there. And I'm, I'm kind of like, hey, this is, you know, this is cool. And then um, I actually had a friend, you know, a friend of a friend say, uh, hey, you know, uh, you're, you know, I'm talking about design a lot. And they're like, you know, that it is a career path. Like I know someone that actually designs for, you know, Burton Snowboards. They do like, you know, they freelance. And I'm like, what? Like, like, I can't believe like people, you know, they're not just sitting around, you know, drawing. They're actually like, this is a career path. I'm like, I got to check this out. So yeah. of course, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm flipping through the book at school and, and my, you know, one of my family members was like, Hey, you know, like there's actually a, a major for this. Like you can, this could be something. And I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, I could design t-shirts for a living. Like I could, you know, I could be doing this stuff and get, get paid for it. Like, are you kidding mm-hmm. me? So once that like became a thing, I'm like, Hey, you know, I gotta, I gotta get started. And, uh, as soon as I jumped in, like I really, realized how big the world was and how many avenues you could take. And I'm like, this is the real deal. Like, let's, you know, this is, this is great. Let's do this. So it's all of a sudden you step out of school and you're looking around, you're like, that's design, that's design, that's design. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't look away after that. You know, it's like, now it's all you see. So it's uh, it's all you see. That's for sure. So, okay. So now I'm interested to see, you know, you've been through that experience, but is there one design that you've come across in your life that is that would stand out as maybe the most influential in your career so far, either something you've seen or been a part of? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because uh, it's it's definitely uh, merges a bunch of worlds together when I think about it, not just you know graphic design, but also illustration, you know, oh. things like that. Um, I definitely, you know, I started seeing it, it's it's a silly one, but you know, I don't know if you've seen like the brisk like the Lipton brisk cans, like the, uh, you know, yeah. the iced teas yeah, that are in the, the powder. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And I think they still exist now as they were about, you know, like eight, nine years ago, but I started seeing these brisk, these brisk cans and everyone was different. And they were sort of like, you know, an artist series and I'm looking on them. And, and if you've seen them, they have, um, you know, the artwork that's on there has a little tag on there, uh, you know, talking about the studio that designed them or the designer and, you know, there's like Matt W. Moore, he did one and um, the studio in the UK called I Love Dust. And I think Tristan Eaton was another one. He's like an illustrator. And um, and I'm looking at these. I'm like, this is really cool. Like this, you know, again, it was an artist series. And, you know, I don't really have much of a background in illustration, but um, just the fact that this was, you know, this was a design and this was something that these people were, were you know, commissioned for. And um, I just started kind of collecting them and I'm like, you know, saving them. And then I, of course I find myself saving everything. I'm like, I got all these cans all over the place, <laughs> got all these wrappers. And I'm just like sort of enamored with, with the whole idea of it. And, um, I, you know, every time I think back to earlier in my career, when I was really just like that passion started going, um, you know, I was sitting at some jobs over the years that I wasn't too happy with just kind of, you know, uh-huh. dealing with them. And, and those were the things that, yeah, like it's almost like I can't wait to get get to the store and see if I could find something. And I'm picking these brisk cans up and I'm collecting those and I'm kind of researching all these different designers. And um, and now I'm looking at, like I said, like I Love Dust, for example. It's like a, a UK agency that um, I saw some some packaging that they did, they did that really inspired me and sort of pushed me in a direction that like, 
I was kind of aspiring to, you know, to do. So that was, I, I specifically remember a project just like that with it's like a typography project or something. And that's on crazy. Action. Cause I, yeah. get, see, I've seen the Lipton brisk, like iced tea powder in cans, but I didn't know they did sure. like an artist series or a collector design can series with that. Yeah. It's, it started, uh, it had to have been like, like I said, eight or nine years ago, yeah. but you no, know, if you, if you Google it now, or if you even look in the store, like, I still see them. And, um, you know, the, like I said, the, the artist's name is on there and I just, I just found that so wild. I mean, it's, it's definitely very different from what I'm doing. Like I said, yeah. but I'm um, just as a young designer and, and, and trying to understand, you know, the industry and, and what you can do with your skills and what people are doing out there. I was just like, and, and you know, to this day, I still love, you know, like beer cans and beer packaging mm-hmm. and like, um, all the different products that come out and how they market themselves and how they, you know, how they stand out on the shelf. Like all of these things started. Um, becoming kind of like coming to the surface for me. And I'm just like, Oh, this is like, I think this is where I want to be. And um, that was definitely the one. Yeah. 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 Check it out. It's pretty cool. That's so Um, cool, man. So along that line with that being, you know, one of the most influential pieces, because that is crazy. That's super cool. I'm excited (laughs) to look this up now, but is there a designer or a brand that you look up to or closely follow now? And what is it about them that you like? Uh, Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's plenty. Um, you know, that I could think of right now. I don't want to list like too many. Um, I'll give you a little, I'll try to give you a short list. <laughs> um, and I'll, and then I'll give you a kind of who I really, you know, I, I see as like a sort of like an, almost like a mentor, but, um, oh, yeah. definitely, definitely like a John Contino, like really love that guy. I've met him a couple of times. Um, I've seen him at, uh, you know, um, on panels and stuff. I've seen him at, um, WMC, uh, weapons of mass creation out in Ohio, mm-hmm. um, which was like really influential to me back in like 2013. Um, and since then I've actually caught up with him and, and chatted with him. Um, and he actually lives in the area. He lives, he moved up from the city out to where I live. And, uh, I mean, everybody sort of knows his work now, but just, um, just seeing his career develop and, and, uh, his business sense and, uh, hearing his talks about, Oh, you know, like I used to work all these in-house jobs and now like I, I, I did what I wanted to do and I kind of went off on my own path and, and how successfully is that really, I mean, especially as a young designer back in like 2013, that was a big deal for me and that made a, a big impact on me. And, mm-hmm. um, so he's one guy, um, I, I really, I always looked up to kind of, um, like invisible creature, like the Don and Ryan Clark, um, Steve Wolf, uh, Brian Steely. Um, there's a, a, a guy who does a lot of apparel, um, called Brandon Reich. A lot of people know him. Um, so those are like, those are like some of the guys I could think of, but I, I would say the number one guy that I've sort of stuck with since the beginning of my career is Chris Helms at uh, Helms workshop. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people know him. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, I mean, definitely his aesthetic, his color. Um, but you know, I'm really drawn to the industries he works in and I, I kind of aspire to work with the same type of clientele and, um, just seeing his like the way he runs his business, his studio life, just in general, is like really inspiring to me. Like just like the, the business end of it, honestly, and just seeing like, like I said, the types of people he works with. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he, he works a lot in like food and beverage, beer, liquor, um, you know, hospitality, uh, restaurant branding. Like I kind of like that's where I started to really find like a passion because I saw kind of the things he was doing, and I'm like, this is like how I would love to model myself. And you know, I've heard it, some talks with him. And some podcasts he's been on and just like, just a really cool, humble guy, just like, you know, doing what he's passionate about, doing it well. Um, so definitely Chris Helms would, would be my, my top guy. That's a great one, man. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely some solid names in that one. <laughs> nice name drop. Well done. A lot of name dropping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball here. Cause I want to ask about sure. your specific process, your design process. Um, can you tell me a little bit about that and what makes your process unique? Sure. Um, 
Well, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of the, the uniqueness of it because, you know, I've, I've obviously over the years sort of developed it and I've, I've taken some things I've seen from other people that helped them be successful and sort of like applied them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I definitely like, especially when working with my own clients, it's definitely, I really love to connect with people. Um, I love building relationships. I love sort of like winning work. Like um, it's very uh, fulfilling to me when you can kind of go after something and, and sort of earn it and, and it, it kind of comes, you know, full circle. And it's, like I said, I really like love that process. So I want to make sure that the people I work with are people that are also passionate about what they do. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's important to me because of how passionate I am about what I do. So mm -hmm. I know that they can sort of relate to what I'm doing. Um, just from that, you know, you can kind of tell when some people are just going through the motions and when some people are really like, you know, they're, they're really passionate. So um, I definitely like to start conversations uh, with, you know, asking a lot of questions. I have a little questionnaire <laughs> kind of like picking through what these people's, you know, th their goals are and the things that they, you know, they, they find to be uh, important to them. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, I kind of like, I get a little contract going and I make, that's very important to me because, you know, if anyone's ever worked without a contract, they, they know you can, you know, they can get burned pretty easily. Real but, fast. Um, so getting, I think laying that foundation down um, when working with clients is really important um, and just like forming that relationship. And then, you know, once you get going, you know, for example, if it's like a branding project, they'll sort of have like a little, uh, like a, a few page PDF kind of like asking them the questions I would normally ask them. Um, and sometimes that could take a long time. So I try to have these like check boxes that they can kind of run down a list, you know, check them off. And it just helps to just push through all that conversation and get mm -hmm. to, you know, really what I need to know. And, and, that, and that document that's giving you that, that branding information. That's so key. Um, is that yeah. something you've sort of developed and updated yeah. and edited over time? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's ever changing. It's, it's one of those things. It's like, you, you don't think of something at first and you add it to it and then you realize other things are in there that might not be quite as important. So you mm -hmm. kind of pull those out, but I've really kind of tailored that over the years to being something that, you know, I try to have all bases covered um, and it seems to be something that like, I think a lot of people are surprised by, especially, you know, maybe like a startup or someone who hasn't necessarily worked with a designer before. Um, it, it's, I think it's very refreshing for them to see that. And they also kind of understand, um, you know, uh, how organized, uh, you, or I guess how I am. So hopefully it helps them to make sure they're organized on their end and it just makes the process really smooth. Mm -hmm. Um, and then as far, I mean, that's, that's all like kind of like the front end. And once that stuff's laid out, I mean, the design process is, I guess pretty standard. I mean, sometimes I'll sketch, sometimes I'll go straight to the computer. It's really whatever, you know, whatever the design calls for, um, do a few iterations. Uh, I, I like to try to, I, I tend to overdo the iterations as I've been told, you know, I'll have like a, you know, here's, you know, option one and then here's alt of option one, one a and one B and then one C <laughs> and then, and then you, you start to realize like, all right, let's start, stop making an alt and let's, let's give them a, you know, another fresh one. And so I try yeah. to keep it to like anywhere between like, I don't know, two to five, whether it's a logo packaging, whatever, I try to keep it pretty, you know, pretty conservative. Otherwise they'll, they'll get overwhelmed. And, um, That's yeah, sure. but it, you just kind of feel it out from that point. And it's, um, it's usually pretty smooth, you know, when you have those things kind of established. So yeah. Got it. Yeah. So the next few questions I have sort of go down the part of your career where you maybe made some mistakes, you maybe learned some lessons and I want to pull those stories and those lessons from that. Um, sure. but then I'll spin it around. We've got a couple of happy questions in the end, <laughs> but, um, what has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Why was it challenging and how did you get through it? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean that, that, that one's actually pretty easy. Um, uh, because there was definitely a specific time that was pretty challenging for me. Um, mm -hmm. I'd say back in, 
uh, you know, about 2009, 2010, um, I was, you know, a year or two out of college, you know, I was getting my foot in the door and that's like a pretty crucial time for trying to figure out, you know, how you want to position yourself, um, how to even get clients in the first place, whether you're trying to freelance or whether you're trying to get a, a full-time job, which were both of those things were on my list. You know, I was, I've always kind of tried to have like a full-time position and it's important to me, um, to sort of work with other people, collaborate, um, uh, you know, I've always liked the agency life, but I've always freelanced on the side. Um, yep. I've always had kind of like my side business. So um, both of those things were kind of kind of kicking off for me right back in, in that time period. And um, it's really challenging. You know, it's really challenging to gain people's trust. And I think the the toughest thing is, um, and I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it. It's, you know, everybody asks for that experience. They all want to see experience, but no one wants to give experience. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, I, you know, you get stuck in this trap. And I, I talk to a lot of younger designers who have said the same thing. And I'm like, you know what, I've, I've been there, you know, and uh, I've been down that road. It's like, you know, it's really comes down to just pushing through that and making sure you're always creating things. Mm -hmm. Um, and not just, uh, kind of waiting for them to come to you and, you know, you got to build your own experience really. And so, but I was in that time period, you know, I didn't really have a mentor and that was, um, a little tough for me. I didn't have anyone kind of guiding me. Um, and, uh, so I had to do my best with, you know, the knowledge that I had. And, um, I started working for, you know, a couple of years in for this kind of print production shop, like a local shop, mm-hmm. just trying to get my feet wet, you know, not really exactly what I wanted to do, but Hey, it's, you know, it's, it's I can drive to it. There's learning, it's there's experience. lessons, there's yeah. things you can pull from it for sure. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> um, it wasn't, it wasn't a great one. It wasn't a great experience. Um, really just not very nice people, um, really didn't like what they were doing, um, very, you know, my, the, the owner of the company was directly working with me, you know, like hardcore micromanager, right. really condescending. I mean, very discouraging. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've worked with people that are discouraging beyond that as I've grown in my career and no one has been close to this person. Um, and it just, it's one of those, one of those guys that just, it really working for someone like that makes you kind of question, like, is this what I want to be doing? Mm-hmm. Is this the type of work I want? Like, am I in the right field? You know, it actually kind of took me down to that point. Um, and I ended up actually leaving the job without a job lined up, which is the only time I've ever done that. And I was just like, you know, I'd rather kind of kick around freelance jobs and figure something out than, than continue with giving my time, you know, to this, uh, this place. And, um, it was kind of like a, it was a really dark time, but you know, I had a lot of people around me encouraging me, kind of cheering me on, like, you know, very encouraging family. Um, and, uh, it, really what it comes down to is, you know, I pushed through it because it's, if, I think if you're passionate about something, you know, that's going to prevail at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So for sure. it's, you know, cause it's going to keep you, keep you moving forward even when you're like, this isn't working out. And, um, I've learned that. And I've also been told by other people that it's that passion that sort of, it's going to keep, it's going to carry you through. And then once you're over, over that, that point, you know, it kind of levels back out again and you'll, you'll see if this is, you know, that's really something that is going to work for you. And I think, I think that that's, you know, I've, I've come to learn that, that, that worked out for me, you know? Oh, so man, that's a solid lesson for sure. That yeah. Was, and that was at a print production studio. Yeah. It was like a, it was, um, one of these, you know, that like they had been doing that since like, you know, the eighties the maybe, or mm-hmm. even before that seventies. Um, and then they kind of like created this design branch, um, where they were sort of marketing themselves as, Hey, we do design too. And like, they almost, you know, they, they had like a different division for, for yeah. their design. And so to me it was, you know, I was hired to, um, actually run a satellite studio independently. And this is me only like, you know, two years out of college. So it was a really big deal to me. You know, I remember going in, like fixing the, you know, I had this kind of this crappy old, uh, <laughs> you know, like dated building with like this old, you know, 
uh, room that I was kind of shoved in with a bunch of junk. And I, I went in there and I cleaned it all up. I painted the walls. I mean, I went all in. I was like, this is this is what I want to do, you know. And, um, you know, some people just don't see that as being, you know, they don't see that as being anything special. You know, they mm-hmm. just... And end of the day, it was just kind of one of these, the relationship just didn't work out with them and they weren't happy. And, uh, it was hard to sort of gain their trust. Yeah. You know, I only, only knew so much, but at the same time, like they, they couldn't really take, take, you know, come off the reins. Yep. Um, so, you know, it was, it was kind of a bad mix and, but you know, it teaches you a lot, you know, it's what makes you kind of strong and it, it, it it keeps you going. And that's the know, thing, you, you know, even though it sucks in the, you know, while you're in it, there's so many lessons in that and it teaches you what to look for. It teaches you, yeah. um, you know, what to avoid, what you like, what you don't like, what you can tolerate, what you're willing to, you know, accept um, for yourself and your responsibilities and things like that. So there's so many lessons in that, but that is, it still sucks. Sure. Yeah, I know you're totally right. <laughs> so I want you to take us now to a story about a design or a project, a specific one that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. What was that like? Hmm. Um, okay. Good question. Um, project that didn't go well. Uh, well, I, you know, one of them that comes to mind again was, was sort of early on. I mean, it was a, you know, good, good few years ago. Uh-huh. And, um, I think I was sort of between full-time positions and again, I was kind of freelancing, building my portfolio, yep. uh, sort of learning the business, you know, and, and, um, learning, you know, how to build, uh, a contract, you know, like how to apply the mistakes that I've made to a contract or the things that happen. And it was going pretty smoothly. Like I felt really good about, you know, uh, my process and I felt really good about how I was interacting with new clients and I kind of knew what I wanted. So I'm trying to position myself. And I started working with, again, uh, you know, early on, I was even now, you know, I, I love apparel. I love um, designing for apparel. It's, uh-huh. it's something, you know, even in branding, you, you find yourself doing all the time. But since I sort of started out really passionate about that, um, that's kind of all I really wanted to do. Like, I'm kind of like, you know, looking at all these places like Craigslist and all these crazy places, just trying to find, you know, people that are offering, you know, design gigs and stuff. And, Uh um, you know, a lot of apparel was popping up. So I I started working with a startup that, you know, seemed kind of promising. Um, and right off the bat doing a lot of apparel work. And again, as a, a young designer, it was thrilling to me and I was happy and, you know, what they were, they were paying me what I, you know, felt, you know, was, was worth it to me at that point. So everybody's sort of happy and, uh, the flow was going pretty well. And then, um, they kind of hit me with one of these, Hey, you know, we got a week to design, you know, I don't know, 10 unique t-shirts or whatever it was. Um, and it was, you know, one of these sort of, sort of a rush job, but like more, more intensive than it had been. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you know, very specific designs they're looking for. So I'm banging through all this stuff. I'm illustrating stuff. I'm designing, doing whatever I can to get these together. Uh, I just remember working for about a week and doing, like I said, like six to 10, like unique designs, not iterations, but actual like deliverables. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and at the end of that week, you know, I'm, I'm writing to them and I'm not hearing back and, you know, I'm saying, Hey, you know, let's, let's do this how we've always done it. You know, I'll kind of deliver them. You, you tell me what you like. And we, you know, we work out the, <laughs> the compensation part of it and nothing. And so I, I just, I was completely ghosted by these guys. Uh, first time that it ever happened where someone was sort of like, you know, unprofessional that, mm. you, you know, you don't really expect that when you're young, you kind of like, you expect people are going to follow through and you think that, you know, they own a brand, so they must know what they're doing. And then you kind of learn like, you know, not everyone's on the ball, like not everybody, you know, is professional, you know, unfortunately. And um, so he, this, this person was, I mean, he completely ghosted <laughs> and Jeez. I'm left with all these designs in my hand. I worked all week, obviously not getting paid. And I, you know, I'm, I'm again, first bad experience. I'm, I'm super, 
you know, upset about it. And, you know, so I just remember like something like six months going by and, uh, he calls me out of the clear blue sky. This is like way down the road and says, mm-hmm. uh, Hey, I'd like to work to, you know, work together again. And I said, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like, <laughs> did you not remember what happened <laughs> like six months ago when I wrote and called and, and was reaching out to you like 10 times and you know, what, what happened there? Oh, you know, we didn't have the funds at the time and this whole thing. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, you kind of still owe me for my time and yeah, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll get the money to you and I'd like to start the relationship again. We, you know, we hang up the phone and, uh, another three months goes by no, no call, no email, no compensation. So now I'm still, you know, he tried to make it right. And I, I, I appreciated it, but was kind of wary the second time around. And oh, then, sure. then I'm learning he's still not coming through on, on his word, even when he's trying to make it right. So now I've completely written this person off. And, um, I think another, you know, one more time, like a year later, they reached out and they said, Hey, look, you know, this, uh, I'm, we're not going to be moving forward together. You know, you don't have to keep saying you're going to pay me because we're past that point. I, I don't think you're going to pay me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we need to move on from this. I said, you know, obviously I'm not going to deliver files, but I said, you know, this is, this is where we part ways. And, um, again, it like, those types of experiences, they, 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 they strengthen you as, as a designer, but they also strengthen, you know, your tools, like your contract, mm-hmm. you know, how you write your contract, the things that are important to, you know, how to run your business properly. And, um, so true. yeah, I got to, I really grew from that. And of course there's, a, you know, obviously more situations that come up like that in your career, but you, you know how to handle them and you know, your, your contract's kind of, kind of get your back and that's the whole point of having it. So, yeah. um, yeah, it, 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 it taught me a lot. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. They always say, and I've said this in a number of episodes now, but the the terms and conditions page on your contract is just filled with horror stories. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Perfect. So what is yeah. what is something that you're struggling with in your design career right now? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I would definitely say um, creative block, which it sounds kind of generic. I feel like kind of everybody deals with it at one time or another, but um I think for me, it's sort of like sometimes when you get, you know, a new project and it's sometimes even when it's a really creative one, like a really juicy one that you want to sink your teeth into um, and you're kind of like ready for it and you're like, let's do this thing. I've been waiting for something like this. And then suddenly you can't get the ideas flowing. You can't mm-hmm. get the, you know, you, you hit kind of like a creative block and it, it gets discouraging sometimes when, uh, especially when you're really looking forward to something like that and um, you kind of expect to just go, you know, to just fly. And uh, it doesn't always work that way. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe for some people it does. Other times, even for me, it, it does. I mean, sometimes you really do just kind of flow right through it and everything kind of works. But um, I think, you know, most recently, it's definitely been when you hit those walls. Um, you know, I find myself hitting them and then I, I you know, you almost burn out a little bit. Um, you feel a little bit burnt out. Um, and uh, and it's almost like, how do you overcome this? You know, how do you mm-hmm is this, is this the end of the line? You know, sometimes you start telling yourself, you know, you, your, your mind plays with you a little bit and you start saying, what if it's always going to be like this? Or what if I, I, I can't push past this wall, then what's start the next wall going to look out? Yeah. 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 And it's, I mean, it's definitely an insecurity and it's, I'm sure it's one that a lot of people deal with. Um, but you know, again, you come out on the other side of those and, and you, you sort of realize like, Hey, it's, it's not the end of the world, you know, <laughs> but it, it feels like that sometimes. And, you know, again, recently it's like, I've hit some of those walls and it, it gives you a little bit of a scare, but it's, you know, when you get through it, you, you sort of realize like, it's not, it's not so bad, you know? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Got it. So yeah. I'm going to switch gears now and I want you to tell us about a project that you are the most proud of the one that just makes your heart sing. The one that you're super excited. You can't wait to share with us. 
Sure. Yeah. Um, well, the one that comes to mind definitely sort of comes at the turning point of my career, I'd mm -hmm. say, at least, at least my freelance career. Um, and, uh, it was sort of a time where, you know, like craft beer was on a rise and, you know, I'm sure, you know, everybody who doesn't love a, you know, a well-designed beer can and a well-designed brand. And I mean, sure. that stuff's all over the place. And, um, and, and so I, I, you know, I was very interested in that. I was sort of, uh, brewing a little bit of my own beer on the side, you know, with my family and stuff. And it was, nice. uh, you know, it was fun. And I was kind of at a point where I wasn't really designing for myself. Um, I was really, you know, I was really focusing on designing for clients. Like it was really important to me at the beginning of my career, like everything that goes in your portfolio needs to be something you, you, you were commissioned for and you, mm -hmm. you design for a client and it's professional and people see, you know, Oh, these are the people they've worked with, you know, and, and I wasn't doing a lot of self promo. I wasn't really doing a lot of, um, uh, you know, stuff just designed for the sake of design, but I was so passionate about it and I was kind of stuck in this weird spot. And so finally I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to use this as like a self promotion project. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to brew this beer and I'm going to, you know, design a label for it. I'm going to do a whole, you know, branding process for it. And I'm going to do, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And, um, it was probably, I mean, to this day, it was one of the most fun projects I've ever worked on. It was so fulfilling. Um, I got to do, do it how I wanted to do it. No client parameters. You know, this was like, um, so special to me. And so, you know, I did a photo shoot for it. I put it in my portfolio. It was great. Um, and that kind of brought me to my next, I guess, project that I'm super proud of, which was, you know, a brewery came along that I'd reached out to. And this was the first time, you know, like a, some, a business like this approached me and um, they're like, hey, you know, I saw this project. Looks great. You know, we talked a year ago and uh, now a year later, you know, we're ready to start doing some cans. We want you to be the guy. And I'm like, whoa, like this is like this is what I signed up for, you know, and um, and that was my first big, you know, like. Uh, packaging project that's you know could be seen on the shelves and it's around and you know you get such a sense of fulfillment when you see something you've done out in the real world and it's tangible and you can hold it in your hand and um so i would definitely say that that self promo project uh -huh. sort of springboarded me to that you know to that commissioned project from from the, this brewery and of course then that brewery sort of you know the work that i did there um obviously one of my portfolio got some exposure and now another brewery and uh, I think it was Australia <laughs> out in Melbourne reached out and then everything just sort of grew organically. You know, that was like, yeah. and you can kind of see where it started and that's why it was so special to me was all of this started just because I did something that I loved and, and then I got to do something that, you know, professionally that I loved and all of a sudden this organic growth happens and you just, it all comes back to that. And so to me, that was, the turning point in my freelance career for sure. And I can sort of point back to that every time when I think about where it all started. So that would definitely be the one for sure. That's so cool. There's such a lesson there because you yeah. know, if you're dying to get into a certain industry and you're struggling to get into that industry, you know, two things on this one. One is just design stuff, just create, yeah. take your day job, do your day job, but then go home and create, create packaging mockups, create whatever for that industry that you want to hit. And there's so many cheap, free channels that you can distribute that content on. And you never know, just like in your situation, you designed for your own home brewery. All of a sudden a brewery sees it and goes, damn, that's nice work. And then they want to work with you. Yeah. That can I mean, be translated I, to so many industries. Yeah. You, you said it, you said it best. Um, and, and so now, like I said, when I, a lot of, um, 
maybe younger designers or students sometimes they'll reach out to me and, and uh, ask me, you know, some of these questions like, how did you get going? Like, how, how are you doing the work that you love? And I remember asking that question, you know, to other designers when I was starting out, it's like, you know, when you're young and when you're, when you don't have a lot of experience, like, like me coming out of school, like, you know, you're pulling in anything you can pull in and then you start to realize you don't really have a style, like you don't really work with, you know, a specific industry, you're kind of just pulling in whatever you can get in. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I think there gets to be a point where you're sort of like, I see other designers doing these things that I would love to be doing. And like, I know what I'm passionate about. How do I get there? And you really can't, you know, you can't sit back and just expect that that stuff's going to come to you. And once I finally learned that, and, and like you said, I just started designing. I'm just like, let me just start making stuff. I don't care. You know, it might be something free for a family member or, you know, sometimes I do, you know, free work for my church or like something like that, or like Uh even just for myself. And then you realize like, Hey, like if you start to present that stuff um, and people start seeing it, it sort of like builds these avenues that, um, sort of, you know, you start seeing a channel and you're almost like, wow, like, (laughs) I know I said, why didn't I do this when I started? You know, I should have done this a long time ago. And you, you learn to position yourself. And so I always tell, uh, you know, designers starting out and stuff, Get get into what you want to get into and start positioning yourself, and you'll be very surprised how, you know, how you kind of hit this uh, certain certain avenue. Well said, man. Yeah. So the next question I have then for you is about um, it's about some of the tools that you might use to create your work. Um, sure. But I want to hear what one design product, tool, website, or community that you just can't live without is. What what is that thing? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd have to say Adobe Illustrator. That, dude, um, I get that's uh, that's one of the most common for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the one. Um, that's you know, of course, I use all sorts of programs and I, I do all sorts of things, but definitely couldn't live without uh, Illustrator. Um, that's the number one. Um, Community-wise, I mean, I'm a Pinterest guy. Um, I love making secret boards for mm-hmm. for inspiration and for um, uh, as like my own personal mood board and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I used to find myself sort of dumping, you know, like, you know, so much content into like a folder and, and, and all these folders are all over my drives. And I'm like, you know, this is so cumbersome. And then all of a sudden, you know, Pinterest comes around and it's like, oh, I could just kind of like pin the boards and they could be secret and no mm-hmm. one needs to know about what I'm looking at. <laughs> and um, so uh, just the ease of, 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 of that program is great. Um, you know, I, I like I like Instagram, too. Um, you know, that's a big one for looking at what other designers are doing and sort of um, being part of that community. But mm-hmm. um, I definitely say Illustrator and Pinterest are the two. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, now, here, I'm going to end here with the ask it forward question, Craig. So right. this is the opportunity where you can ask my next guest, uh, next guest any question that you want. Um, sure. But first, I have a question from my last guest. So my previous guest was Venus Martinez, a motion graphics designer out of Vancouver, BC here. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to ask, what is the moment in your career so far where you have felt the dumbest? You know, that whole, (laughs) that, that forehead smack moment where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did. I mean, can I say yesterday? Is that, is that okay? Um, no, it's, it's funny. Cause like, I, I, I kind of feel like those moments kind of come and go. Like even now, sometimes, you know, you do something that seems so routine and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're, uh, you realize you made such a silly mistake because you're almost so comfortable that you're like, Oh, I was so stupid. Why I can't I believe that? I overlooked that. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one specific moment. That's a, that's a good question. Um, ah, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, 
I can think of a time where I've worked with um, maybe like a print vendor uh, back when you know I knew zero about production. Yep. And you know, production's still not my my thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I know enough about it to to do what I do, but um, I still struggle sometimes with production. And I could think about um, a couple times. You know, definitely. I want to say early in my career, but it may not have been too long ago <laughs> um, where, you know, you're just kind of like you're pushing through a project and you think you got it right and you kind of overlook a few things and, you know, I, I would hand it into the vendor and they're just like, we can't use this and <laughs> something like that. Or like, you need to, you know, you need to really think about your layers. You need to really think about how you're, how this is produced. And um, a specific one would be, you know, something that I, I didn't do often as far as file setup and, uh-huh they're getting to me and they're like, well, you, you know, you need to set your layers up like this. Okay. Well, I go to set my layers up. Well, no, you need to add another layer in here. And this artwork has to be punched out of that because, you know, you need like a yeah. certain amount of you know, the, the packaging to show through in this spot. And I'm just like, I like, this is like, so it feels like I'm just starting out, but it's like, you know, anytime you have to produce something that's being printed, mm-hmm. I, I know you, the print industry, so it's, you know, anytime something needs to be produced, it's like, there's always new challenges, uh, even ones that you you never knew before. But um, those are that's the the head smacking moment when you talk to these people, and it's just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I, I should know this by now, you know. But it's you know sure. it, it is what it is, you know, and it humbles you, and you you, you learn you learn from them, and you, you apply it for next time. It humbles so. you, and you move on. Yeah, that's it. So, Craig, what's the question you want me to ask of the next guest? All right, my pay it forward question. Um, so a little backstory for the question. Um, I mentioned Brandon Reich a while ago. He's a designer that works heavily in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, does a lot of apparel, um, album artwork. Um, I mean, he's top of his game. Always look up to him. Um, and I listened to one of his podcasts a while ago, and he he was talking about a term that he sort of made up that he was calling a uh, blue collar job. He says, you know, he's so in his field, and he's you know he pushes pixels all day, and that's what he's passionate about, and he's in his computer all the time. And then he kind of sits back and says, what, you know, I dream of like a blue collar job, which is just like putting the computer aside, getting away and doing something with my hands, like yeah. literally like working in the field. You know what I mean? Like, so I always think about that. Cause I also relate to that. Like sometimes I'm just like, man, I, I love what I do and it's, it's hopefully always going to be there. But like, then sometimes I just want to go out and like, you know, landscape or, you know, uh, For sure. you know, do something like that. And it's so cleansing almost. And so I, I, I knew what he, he meant when he talked about that. So my question for the next guest would be, um, what would your blue collar job be um, either if you weren't a creative or on the side of your creative job? If you could work a blue collar job, what would that be? Dude, I love that question. And it's so funny yeah. to bring that up because like you had mentioned, I'm in the print industry. And as soon as, um, you know, I mainly deal with the admin side, the sales side, you know, the front mm-hmm. end of things. But yeah. I used to run presses. And the odd time, I'm like, you know what? Just put me on press for a day. Just let me print some business cards. Let me run some yeah. letterheads. Let me do something like that. Let me yeah. see that I still got it and just take me out of this sort of computer admin world and into back into the blue collar, the tangible, you know, creating. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't, I, I personally don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, really specializing in, in, you know, what you're doing and you're, you know, being on the computer all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, struggle with that whether they're creatives or not creatives you know they can't sit at their desk all day um they can't be looking at a screen all day and i you know i deal with the same thing all the time but um there's you know there's something about just kind of moving aside and and you still have an appreciation for what you're doing Mm -hmm. um but it's it's a cleansing like i said it's a it's 
it, uh, it kind of refreshes you and it, it clears your mind. And then even sometimes when you're doing that, it gives you new inspiration and kind of revitalizes you for when you go back to the, you know, to the grind and, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's refreshing. <laughs> so <laughs> I always think about that. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's awesome. Craig, you made it to the end, man. That's the end of the awesome. podcast. Great. Hey, thank thanks. you so much for being a part of the show today. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. I, I really had a lot of fun. All right. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I know it's over 30 minutes. It's a little long. It's all good. I love chatting with Craig and I wanted to hear more from him. So I let it roll. I wanted to keep talking. What can I say? Thanks everybody for listening today. Please head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating for the podcast if you haven't already. And if you have, thank you. I really appreciate it. Guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Take care.